apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Ritter, along here with Justin Anafrio. And we are here. Super Bowl 57 is this Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs in their third Super Bowl in four years, looking for their second championship in four years. The Eagles this is their sixth appearance. This is their second appearance in six years. They're looking for their second championship in six years. And uh, I think we clearly have the two best teams in football. I think we got we got the best roster in the Philadelphia Eagles. They, they, they are the best roster in the league. And you got the best player in the league with Patrick Mahomes. And that's why this matchup is so... It's, it's so compelling because you love when you get a matchup with the best player against the best team. And we clearly have this matchup. Both teams totally deserving to be here. The Eagles, they blew out the Giants in the, in the divisional round. And they completely and they blew out the 49ers, too, in the uh, in the NFC championship game. And then the Chiefs, you know, beat the Jaguars in the first round, despite Mahomes hurt ankle. And then despite his ankle, too, in uh, the, the AFC championship game, they got the revenge against the, against the Bengals. So I'm really excited for this game. Even and I do have a strong rooting interest in this game, obviously, and that's with the team in red. Uh, but but I'm just so excited for this game. I think this is a great match between these two teams. Justin, your opening thought on this game? Yeah, you know it's been two of the best teams all year in the league. You know the Eagles. You know, um, you know when Nick Sirianni's done the first two years here. You know last year they got to you know got to the playoffs, got bounced by the Buccaneers, and then this year um, the turnaround that they had and um, they go 15 to two. 
you know, the development of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, what Kansas City has been able to do this year, too, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill and that offense just did not skip a beat at all this year. Yeah, you know, it, it'll definitely be a fun matchup. Um, you know, Eagles on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive lines. You know, they, they've been the best in football. And, you know, if you're going up against a guy like Patrick Holmes that, um, you know, is really good at extending plays. He can make plays, you know, he's great at making plays on the run. Again, we, we know he can make all the phenomenal plays. So it'll be interesting to see how kind of, you know, the chess match goes between, you know, him and, and the Eagles and trying to slow him and slowing down Patrick Holmes. We'll see how healthy, you know, both quarterbacks are, you know, you mentioned Mahomes battling that ankle and, you know, Hurts had that shoulder injury because he didn't, you know, that uh, NFC changed the game. He didn't totally look, you know, wasn't totally too accurate, but um, yeah, you know, this should be a full matchup and, yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, for you, 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 I know you will probably want the Chiefs one. For me, I, I can't stand either team, so it's kind of I'll just sit back and and enjoy the game and not really, <laughs> really be rooting for anybody in this one. Yeah, I don't. I know why you don't like either team. I, I know why. Yeah. And obviously, I know why you don't like the Eagles because they beat you in the Super Bowl uh, five yeah. years ago. And I know why you kind of don't like the Chiefs is because you want you want the Patriots to be you want that you don't want the Chiefs to duplicate what the Patriots did. And there was yeah. a little bit of a rivalry there between the Patriots and the Chiefs uh, when Brady was there. That Brady Mahomes yeah. thing is a little bit of a rivalry. Oh yeah, yeah it is. You know, so uh, yeah, I kind of want the Chiefs kind of got to slow down a little bit. I know there's some really good quarterbacks in the AFC that that will battle them there for the next couple of years, but yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of don't. I don't want the Chiefs to uh, get that mark. You know, gotta gotta slow down that dynasty there a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. 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 So uh, we'll get into our three keys to the game, and we'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll, and we'll start with the Chiefs. We'll st- I'll start with me, and my three keys to the game for the Chiefs are uh, n- number one for me for the Chiefs. Uh, I think n- number one, what they have to do is they have to. Uh, they have to they have to protect Mahomes. It's pretty obvious. They got to protect Mahomes. Uh, Eagle, the Eagles had four guys who had uh, uh, double uh, four guys with multiple sacks this, uh, with double digit sacks this year. I mean, you had Hargrave with 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 eleven. You had Sweat with eleven. You had Graham with eleven, and you had Reddick with a sixteen. So they got to they got to protect Mahomes because if they don't protect Mahomes, especially on his bum ankle, it is going to be a long, long day for the Chiefs. The second key contain miles sanders this is critical this is critical you gotta you they have got to contain the eagles running game because if they don't the eagles will go up and down the field against them all day and they're going to put up 30 they got to contain the eagles running game that is crucial crucial in this game for the chiefs they they got to contain the uh the, 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 the Eagles running game and force Jalen Hurts to beat him. And the interesting thing is going to be is what kind of defense is Spagnuolo going to play? Is he going to play man coverage? Because it could be a little risky playing man coverage on this receivers. Or are you going to play zone coverage? He's played more zone coverage than he has all se- than he's has pretty much throughout his career this year, because he's had, he's he has a young corner in Trent Mc, and Trent McDuffie. And he has Legarius Steed who's a decent corner, but not a great corner. But are they are they going to play man coverage or are they are they going to play zone coverage? I might think they might play a little bit of man coverage. I, I think maybe they you know put put either Thor, put Thornhill or Reed in the box to try to stop Sanders and then play some man coverage to to try not to give easy completion to Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts. I mean, he, the, in the playoffs, he has not thrown for over two hundred yards. So you definitely got to be you do not want you you got to stop the run. That's the first thing you got to do against the Eagles. That's been their identity since they started two and five last year. It's been that running game. You got to force Jalen Hurts to beat you in this game. You got to contain that running game of the Eagles. And my fourth key, to, my fourth key to the game, 
uh, my third key to the game for the uh, for the Chiefs. Got to get the running game going with Pacheco. And that's what they struggled to do against the Bengals. They didn't do it against the Bengals. They got to do it in this game. If they don't get that running game going, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be tough because it's not gonna set up play action for Mahomes. And for Mahomes with that with that bum ankle, he's gonna have some trouble against the, that, that Eagles pass rush. Is great. They're gonna get home. They're gonna get home. So the running game will de- if the Chiefs can get a running game going, it'll definitely negate a, negate that Eagles pass rush a little bit. Yeah, for me, um, that my first key as well for the Chiefs to knock off the um the Eagles it was um uh, yeah Pacheco as well you know again the Eagles the Eagles have been really good against the pass they were best team all year against that but we, we but we've seen you know when they struggle this year it's when teams are able to ha- have success around the football on them just like the commanders did um you know they gotta get Pacheco going you know they gotta be able to have that balance as you said um because yeah it'll be a long day for them because you know that it leads me to my other key as as well as Kansas City's got to protect Mahomes again. They're the first team to have seventy sacks in a season. You mentioned they had a you know they had four guys with at least eleven sacks. They're going to be able to get home, you know. And again, and I think that gives the Eagles an advantage too, where they know their pass rushers can kind of you know up front can um, put pressure on Mahomes, where they could drop back, and uh, you know they don't have you know they could drop back and only bring four guys. You know they they could drop the other seven back. So. You know, for the you know for so for Kansas City, if they can get Mahomes time, you know he you know he he's going to be able to have some success, and that's going to be key for him. And then my last one for the Chiefs is they got to be able to scheme up a way for Chris Jones um, to be a pass rusher, but still making sure that he's going to be able to contain Jalen Hurt Jalen Hurts in this game. You know, we saw what he did in that Bengals game. Um, he was an absolute game wrecker. He's got to be able to do that. They got to um, again, you know, Hurts with that shoulder. They got to test him, see if he can throw on the run. You know, if Chris Jones could kind of, you know, do what he did against the Bengals and just, you know, take the game over, the Chiefs got a good shot of um, beating the beating the Philly Philadelphia Eagles. And you've talked about Chris Jones; he was amazing in that game against the Bengals. He was outstanding. And and yeah, yes, the, I mean the, the Chiefs' defensive line has been has played really really well in this postseason. But the issue is, is this offensive line they're facing on Sunday is much better than the Bengals' offensive line, and it's much better than the Jaguars' offensive line. This is the best offensive line in football, and this is by by far. This is clearly the best offensive line in the game. So I don't know how much of a factor I, – I think Chris Jones will be more of a factor against the run. I think he'll be more of a factor against the run than he will be against the pass because this offensive line is really, really, really good. But we'll see what Spagnola does. Maybe maybe he'll blitz. He'll try to blitz Hurts because Hurts has struggled against the against the blitz against the blitz and uh so we'll see if he does that and uh we'll see and obviously we'll see what he see what spags does in the back end does he play man or does he play zone that's going to be very very interesting in this game if i'm him i know hurts is better against man coverage but in this situation i think what the Chiefs should do is uh have either like i said earlier have thornhill or uh have have thornhill or reed in the box and play man coverage i know they don't have, they don't have the fit it's not a favorable matchup but they do not want to give Hurts easy completions. Stop the run, not gives Hurts easy completions. That's going to be a huge, huge key for the Chiefs in this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, if Hurts is able to get you know quick passes uh, and just kind of get a couple openings, yeah, that's going to, it's going to totally open up the running game, and that's going to open something deep downfield, which the Eagles have had some success against or have had success all year um, with the deep ball at times as well. So yeah, absolutely. That if they if they if the Chiefs cannot slow them down and, you know, Hurts is able to just get some short, quick passes, uh, it, it's going to be a – it's going to be a difficult day for the Chiefs to slow down that that um, that um offense. So, 
yeah, absolutely. It's a tough call for Spagnuolo, but um, it'll be interesting, kind of, yeah, what what he's kind of able to do, and um, because that they're they're gonna have to try to get some pressure on Jalen Hurts there to just slow down that offense just a little bit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we'll go to the three keys to the game for the Eagles, and the first key to the game is pretty obvious: get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. If they can get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. It could be it could be a long long day for the Chiefs offense because with the with Mahomes' ankle injury, if they could if they if they win that battle at the line of scrimmage, if they destroy the Chiefs, I know the Chiefs have a good offensive line, but if they can destroy the Chiefs at the line of scrimmage, it could be a long long day for that Chiefs offense. The Eagles have one have the best pass pass rush in football, one of the best have the best defensive line in football, and if they get pressure on Mahomes, it is going to be a long long it could be a it could be a long day for that Chiefs offense. Number two get the running game going with Sanders. I, I really think if they do those two things, it's it's very, very hard for me to see the Eagles losing the game. If they get if Sanders goes for over 100 yards and 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 the uh and the Eagles get constant pressure on Patrick Mahomes, I could it, it's gonna be very, very hard for me to see them lo- lose that game. Yeah, if they, obviously Sanders is going to be huge. If Sanders has a big game, the Eagles are putting up 30 points. I guarantee you that if Sanders is a big game, they put up 30 because the because that that just opens up play action for Jalen Hurts. There's a lot more easier completion for Jalen Hurts, and I think Jalen Hurts would have a big game. So, the, the, those first two things that the that the Eagles have to do if they if they pressure if they put a ton of pressure on Mahomes and they get that running game going with uh with with Miles Sanders, they are going to be in really really good shape in this game. And then the last one is contain Travis Kelsey. Do not let 87 beat you. Double him. Double double double. If you know. If MVS, Valdez, Scantling beat you, if Juju beat you, you tip your cap. You do not let Travis Kelsey beat you. You 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 jam at the line of scrimmage. You double him. You that he is their best skill play skill position player by far. And is and 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 the Eagles need to contain. I know he'll have some yards, but the Eagles need to contain him. And if the Eagles do do all three of those things, I don't see any way they lose this football game. Justin, your three keys for the Eagles. Yeah, my my three. The first one for the Eagles is it's play keep away. You know their point differential in the first half this year is plus one sixty three. That's seventy two points higher than you know second place. They've been you know, and then it's also too um of being able to run the football. The Chiefs are five and three this year, and their opponents run for twenty five times or more. You know, and and then in two of those wins, they needed OT to beat the Titans. You know, with Malik Wills, and again they had to come back into Texans. Um. You know, I, I think that's something like the Eagles got to a fast start and they're able to run the football, keep Mahomes on the sideline. You know, they're going to that's it's going to be a tough day for Kansas City, um, especially with that defense. We've talked about the Eagles. It, it's you know, it, it's going to be very challenging for them to come back. The second one is, you know, for the Eagles, the key is, you know, let Jet, let you know, having the mobility of um of Jalen Hurts, you know, Kansas City's kind of struggled against the um, mobile quarterbacks you know, we kind of saw Burrow a couple of times be able to take off and had some runs, you know, Lawrence had, I think a 26 yard run, um, you know, Russell Wilson, a couple of times this year, he had runs of 16 and 19 yards and Willis had a couple of, um, uh, of runs against him as well. That had some success. So, you know, Jalen, if Jalen Hurts is able to kind of get outside, make, you know, find some green, you know, Kansas City's kind of struggling against the quarterbacks that are capable of running the football this year. So, um, I, I think that could be something that, you know, that's going to open up that run, run pass option. It'll keep Kansas city off balance and it'll be tough for the, um, Kansas city Chiefs to stop. And my last one is for, you know, for Philly to kind of, you know, in Jalen hurts to kind of expose that young Kansas city secondary with some self downfield, you know, 
as you mentioned, they're yeah, they, they got a couple of young guys. I feel like they've put a little bit better Kansas City secondary in the playoffs, but the Eagles have had some success with that downfield passing this year. Um, especially the thing gets in a shootout, couple big plays for the Eagles there. The Eagles get hit on some big pass plays. Um, you know, be a huge advantage for them. It'll be tough for the Chiefs to um find a way to knock them off. Yeah, and the thing is, though, I think the Eagles' downfield passing game, I know they had that big play against the Giants to open up the game, but you saw that miss against the 49ers. That, that downfield passing game of the Eagles has, def, has definitely struggled. So, as, as I've said earlier, just I, I think if you are if you are the Chiefs, you you have to let uh, – you pretty much you have to make that choice. Uh, do, do you let the Eagles run the ball or, or do you let Hurts beat you? I think you got to let Hurts beat you because he has not thrown for over – and in two of those wins, he didn't throw for over 200 yards. So I think you definitely, if you're the, if you are the Chiefs, uh, you you have to let Jalen Hurts beat you. But now we're going to get into our prediction for the game, and uh, I think this is going to be a, a really, really close competitive game. I think it's going to be a really, really close competitive game. Uh, but I think I think what's going to help the Chiefs in this game is is the Eagles are primarily a zone team on defense. Yes, they played more man in the playoffs, but the Eagles are primarily a zone team. In 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 have been a have been primarily his own team all year with Jonathan Gannon, and but I do think they'd be they'd be best served to play man against the Chiefs receiver, but they're primarily his own team, and I think that's going to help the Chiefs because I think there's going to be holes in that zone that Mahomes is going to take advantage of, and that's why I think the Chiefs are going to move the ball, and I do think Pacheco is going to have a better game because if there's one weakness, one weakness of this Eagles team, it's the run defense, and it was kind of getting exposed a little bit in that first half against the 49ers. And we'll never know what would happen if Brock Purdy stayed healthy. Because you saw McCaffrey. He had a really good first half against, against the Eagles. So I do think Pacheco, he's not going to have a dominant game. And I think he's going to have a good game. And he's going to be in that range of like, you know, 75 to 90 yards rushing. I think he's going to be in that range. And that's going to help Mahomes. And if the Eagles play zone defense, that's going to help Mahomes too. So I do think the Chiefs do move the ball in this game. I think Mahomes is going to face pressure. But I don't think the pass rush is going to be as much of an impact as people think because of the Eagles zone defense and because of the Chiefs and because of the and I and because I think the Chiefs are going to be able to run the ball. And that's why I think the Chiefs the, the Chiefs are going to move the ball in this game. And I also do think the Chiefs experience is going to play a factor. I think they're the team that starts fast in this game. I think they get off to the early lead and I think the Eagles start a little bit slow in this game. I think Jalen Hurts starts a little bit slow in this game, but by the second quarter and for the rest of the game he eventually picks it up and the Eagles move the ball. But I do think the Chiefs contain Miles Sanders. I really do. I think one of the biggest strengths of this Chiefs defense is that run defense with Chris Jones and Nick Bolton. And I think they contain Miles Sanders. And, and I also think the quarterback that makes more mistakes in this game is going to be Jalen Hurts. I don't think Mahomes, I think he's going to make more mistakes than Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be a close competitive game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback, and I'm going to take the more experienced team. And that's why I got the Chiefs winning their second Super Bowl in four years, beating the Eagles 34-27. to But Justin, can Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts lead the Eagles to their second Super Bowl title in six years? I think they do. I got the Eagles 20-24. to um, Yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think, you know, the, the Eagles win this game in the trenches. I think the, the way that their defense line has been dominant all year, and the way their offensive line's been able to protect Jalen Hurts this year, and I, I think the way Miles Sanders be able to run the football, um, I think he's got success. Some, I think he's got success in this game. I think um, for the Eagles, well, they'll, they'll keep the Chiefs kind of off balance defensively. Of you know whether they're going to run or pass the football. Um, you know, I, I think AJ Brown has a good day. I think you know the Devontae Smith plays well. I think it, you know Hurts is, you know, 
we'll see how healthy he is. I, I, you know, I think for both quarterbacks, they are obviously going to be a little bit healthier than they were two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, I know it's different, but Hurts, I, you know, Hurts has played a national championship game. I know it's different than playing the Super Bowl, but he's kind of, you know, he's been in that big game before, which I think is going to help him kind of try to settle into this game a little bit. Um, it'll be kind of interesting how they kind of come out that first series and kind of play it. Um, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is a guy that's, again, we've, we've saw the comeback at Alabama too, kind of coming back. And they, they, this guy's kind of been, um, he's not afraid of the moment and he's, you know, he's always got a chip on his shoulder. So I, I think Hurts plays well in this game. I think the Eagles defense, you know, does enough to get after Mahomes. Um, I think they keep them, you know, in the pocket enough or, you know, you know, where they have some success. And I think the Eagles do find a way to win this football game. And I'll take the Eagles 20 to 24 to uh, win their second Super Bowl. Yeah, it should be a great game. But I think it, it's all going to come down to for, for for the Chiefs, just running, being able to run the for, for them. I think it's definitely going to come down to just be, being able to run the football to to uh, not make Mahomes. Because this isn't going to be like the Super Bowl for them three years ago where they could survive without a running game because Mahomes was completely athletic and superhuman. Mahomes is with his ankle injury is not – I'm not saying he's not phenomenal, but he's going to need some help. That's why – this running game is going to be completely, completely crucial. It's going to be so crucial for the for for the Chiefs and for the Eagles. I think the way they play defense is going to be is going to be crucial. I think there needs to be a lot of man coverage in this game. They if they play if they play man coverage and they stop the run, uh, I, I think there's no way the Eagles lose. I just don't see them doing. I don't think they do either of those two things. But if they don't, if, but if they do both of them, I don't see them losing. But Either way, it should be a phenomenal game. Yeah, absolutely should. You know, mentioned from Ty, it's been two. It's definitely the two top teams right now in the NFL. Um, they're both, you know, the best in the conference all year in respect to conferences. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding football game. Um, you got, you know, the Eagles have been a, you know, been a good story this year. You know, with the way they played. So yeah, it's it's going to be a fun game. Expect it to be close. Um, you know, and I, you know, it'll. it'll you know, come may come down the final drive there and who has the football at last. But, um, yeah, it, you know, expected to be a really good football game. Should be high scoring. And, uh, yeah, it should be a very inter- entertaining game Sunday night. Now we'll get to the storylines going into this game. We'll first start with Andy Reid. And the big question is, is how much pressure is on Andy Reid to win this game? And I think there's no one in this game under more pressure than Andy Reid, and here's why. If he loses this Super Bowl, he would be one in three in Super Bowls. He would be one and three and say he, and say he, and also this would be the second Super Bowl the Eagles would win without him. Andy Reid coached there for 14 years. He got to five NFC championship games and one Super Bowl and, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. And if the Eagles win this game, this would be the second Super Bowl they'd win without him. If Andy Reid doesn't win this game, I don't think you could put him in the conversation. You obviously can't put him in. You still can't put, even if he wins this game, you can't put him in the Belichick, no Walsh Lombardi. You can't put him on that level, but if he loses this game, I don't think you can put him in that conversation with the Bill Barcells and the Joe Gibbs. I think you could argue he. I, I think he. I think if he loses this game, I think he's definitely not a top ten coach of all time, and he's more thought of a coach, and and he's definitely one of those coaches that'll be thought about like like not be kind of a lesser version of Marta Levy, a coach that can't win the big game. That's why I think there is a ton of pressure on Andy Reid to win this game. Yeah, there's pressure on him. Um, yeah, because he's. I know it's been tough one and two so far. Um, but, you know, and especially going up against his former team, you know, that, yeah, it's kind of that you, you want to knock him off there. 
Um, you know, but I, I think with that, especially what he's done this year with that off, you lost Tyreek Hill. I mean, you look at some of the other quarterbacks that look at Rodgers when he lost Adams. Like, you know, they all, that offense has to skip the beat this year. But yeah, you know, talking about kind of more of the big game in, in that, yeah, if he goes one and three, yeah, it's tough to kind of put him in that top range of coaches of all time because, yeah, if they haven't been able to, you know, get it done. Again, even that the one that they, they did win, they were down 10 with five minutes left. Like, yeah, they, you, they, could, you, you could argue Shanahan handed them the game. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really could. So it, it's one of those things. So, yeah, it, it's, I, I think for him, and, you know, to kind of be up there with all time coaches. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure to kind of get this, get this game um, and, and knock off the Eagles and, and that, yeah, knock off your foreign team. Cause yeah, he had chances there in Philly. They just couldn't get over the hump. So yeah, it'd be another tough loss for him, but um, yeah, I do think there's some pressure on Andy Reid on Sunday to, um, to, to win this game. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a ton because, because of what, because of what I said earlier and the fact this would be a second loss with Mahomes. That that that's not great losing two Super Bowls with that kind of quarterback. So be, being one and two with Mahomes, that's that's not that's not a great record. And then looking at your previous track record in big games. So I think this is a humongous, humongous game for Andy Reid because of the previous organization he was at. They could have two Super Bowls without him, and he would have a one and two record with probably the best player in the league. Yeah, that'd be difficult. I know, you know. Even yeah, I know Hurts is banged up, but yeah, I mean Mahomes, but yeah, it's a game totally you should still win. I know the Tampa one, you know, obviously there were some other issues going on before that, which I don't know if that was kind of you know, just kind of affected the whole team. Um, but yeah, it, again, yeah, it, it definitely it, it definitely kind of for somebody because he's been so good as he's such a good he's he's got one of the best offensive minds in the game. So yeah, it's a little it's it, it's a little, um, you know, it's a little weird that, yeah, for a guy that's been that good offensively or just have that offensive mind that, yeah, he loses his, you know, another loss with Patrick Mahomes, you know, as his, as his quarterback in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it, it would be, yeah, it's it definitely be a little tough. Yeah, it would definitely be tough to put him up there as one of the all-time greats with another, with another Super Bowl loss. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we'll get to Patrick Mahomes. Talking, about, we went. We're gonna. We went. We talked about an all-time. We're talking. Yeah, we, obviously, we're talking about Reed as an all-time great coach. Now we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. And say Patrick Mahomes doesn't win this Super Bowl, I think it is hard to put us to put him in that. I know it's, it, you won't put him in the. Still, won't, even if he wins this, you won't put him in the conversation with Brady or even Montana yet. But I think if he loses this Super Bowl, I I still think he's. It's it's tough to put him in that conversation with uh with uh Peyton Manning with John Elway with. Aaron, we'll see about Aaron Rodgers with, with like a Peyton Manning or a or a uh, Aaron Rodgers. But if he wins this Super Bowl, I think you're putting him in that conversation with Peyton, with Rodgers, and you're putting him in that conversation with John Elway. You're already putting him in that conversation with the, with this with those quarterbacks. If he wins this game, I think you could arguably arguably say he might be a top five quarterback of all time if he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he's definitely getting up there already. He's like around right around the top ten. I I put him in right now. Yeah, you know he got that. He's he'd already have that second um, Super Bowl ring, which you know is um, be pretty impressive at, at at his age, and you know that he's already got two um, before he kind of hits thirty. So I think because of that too, and there's not you know um, there's not a ton above or there's not a you know there's there's not a ton of um, there's not a ton of more quarterbacks that got have more than more than two that 
area above him because I because you know he's already better better than Big Big Ben and, and like Aikman and Bradshaw, but like on top of you know, but up there, you know, um, you know, because he's kind of getting close to what Staubach was and Brett Starr, and they they both got two. So yeah, I'd put him right, you know, right around top ten. Yeah, he's we'd be inching closer um to that top five. And yeah, he's still got a lot of career ahead of him. That dynasty, they um you know, again, they they're kind of building something right there that to be the kind of the next team to be in the AFC. They've been in, um, you know, the the numbers that he's putting up so far, he's 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 been unbelievable his first couple of years in the league. And then, um, you know, with the talent that they've had offensively, with you know Andy Reid, um, he's he's definitely on track to be one. Of, you know, he's already get, getting up there, but yeah, he's he's um, it, it's he's been fun to watch the first couple of years in the league for him. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, right now he's clear, clearly the best player in the league. I think he obviously should be the MVP. They should name the MVP tomorrow, tomorrow night. But uh, but if but uh, if he wants to get to Brady, he's definitely got to win this game. He's definitely got to. If there's even a conversation for getting, I think if he loses this game, I don't think he's ever getting to getting to Brady. I don't think he's. I think I don't think he's ever getting to Brady. He's got. He's to get to Tom Brady. He's got to win this game. He's got to win this game if he has any chance to get to Tom Brady. But if he does win this game. I definitely would put him up there because you see what he lost in the offseason. He loses Tyreek Hill and then goes and wins probably wins an MVP and then wins a Super Bowl. I think he's definitely he's definitely top ten. I think he's arguably top five. Yeah, he they definitely be right right there in the in the discussion to be in the top five. Um yeah, what he lost again in the season that you know he's had uh yet again. And yeah, to kind of it just like I nice and yeah, I I've said it. He hasn't that, that offense this year has not skipped a beat. Um, you know, he's made, you know, um, Fences, Scanlon better, you know, Juju Smith, you know, they, they're not great wide receivers and, and they've had good, good years, you know, and Kelsey's one of the best tight ends in the league as well with Charles, but yeah, he hasn't missed a beat and he's been yeah, absolutely one of the, one of the best. He's right now the best player in the, in the sport. Um, and yeah, he's going to, he's going to win another, uh, another MVP probably tomorrow night. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So lastly, we'll talk about Nick Sirianni. And the big question with Nick Sirianni is, is if he wins this Super Bowl, where would you put him in the hierarchy of coaches in the NFL? For me, I still would not put him top five. I think top five is pretty clear with Belichick, Reed, uh, Tomlin, and then McVay or Harbaugh. I think top five or top six, that, that, that stays the same. I would say top 10. I would definitely say top 10 if he wins this game, but not top five. And I, yeah, I'm not saying what Julian Love said, oh, anybody can coach a team. I think he's done a real, I think he's done a great job. But I, I still think even if he win, even if he wins this Super Bowl, he won it with the best roster in the league. So I would not say if he wins this game, I would not consider him a top five coach, but I would definitely consider him a top 10 coach. And he definitely has, no matter what, he's definitely came a long way from that first press conference. Yeah. Yeah, he has. That first press conference, it, it looked like this thing was never going to last. But yeah, you know, I put him in the top 10. I'm like, there's only nine active coaches that won a Super Bowl. So I, I, I would have to slot him, I think, kind of right there as – automatically in the top 10 so um you know I, again he took over a team that was 411 and one and he got in the playoffs last year and obviously this year they you know obviously being the super bowl so yeah I, I think he's done a really nice job with this roster um and you know get him to the next up the development of jalen hurt so yeah i think i'd have to put him right there in the top 10 for um what he's done so and another thing too with his in game i actually was from the patriot radio guy off uh, bob soshi he hasn't had he hasn't called one timeout in, in the last two years because he hasn't gotten to play in play in on time. You know, like like he seems like he's done pretty good mostly in kind of a lot of those management situations for a young coach. Um, 
So I, I think he's done a pretty good job. I, I think I'd have put him, you know, in the, in the top 10 if he wins this game on Sunday. And that's a really good point. That's a really good point. They've never had to call a timeout. That, that's crazy. They've never had to call a timeout because they couldn't get a play in. That just shows yeah. you, man. The, the guy's organized. The guy's prepared. The guy is definitely much better than we thought he was. That we thought he was going to be. We thought, you know, this coach isn't Doug Peterson. The Eagles shouldn't have gotten rid of Doug Peterson. But this close, if he wins this game, you could argue he's as good or better than Doug Peterson. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for the year that for for what he's done with this organization now, you know, maybe it was time for Doug to kind of move on and go somewhere else. You know, obviously we've seen that at Jacksonville, but yeah, you know, again. I go back to my Patriots. I think every week we had to call at least one timeout because we could oh. not get a play on our time. Like, you know, oh, man. that's another story there. Yeah, that, that is. You know, we saw it at Tone the Brock. You see it a lot nowadays. The coaches just, especially now when everybody wants the new offense, they trying to find the new offensive genius. And it's, and it's a different world, you know, when you become that coach. And I think we're, we see that at times. So yeah, it, it's been really refreshing to kind of see you guys. You mentioned, yeah, it's been organized prepares. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, he knows what he's doing out there, and he's done a really good job. It's impressive, yeah, that he hasn't had to use one yet. Yeah, very, very impressive, very impressive. So, Derek Carr's career with the Raiders is pretty much over, but he very easily, he definitely will be either released or be with a new team soon. But before we talk about that, we are going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financials and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEG's Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. So... For the for Derek Carr and the Raiders, they have until Feb. If if the Raiders do not trade Derek Carr or or release Derek Carr until February fifteenth, they are going to be on the hook for his for his guaranteed salary this year of forty million dollars. But it it's pretty obvious that he won't be a Raider past February fifteenth. He'll either be traded by that 
by I would say next Wednesday. He'll either be traded by then or he will be uh, or he'll be released. And uh, looking at Derek Carr, I, I, we we're going to talk about what would be his three top destinations. And I'll start with me. For me, I think it's three top destinations. Number one, I think it's the Jets. I think that defense is uh, is one of the best in football. The problem with the Jets last year is they had one of the worst quarter. They had the worst quarterback play in the league. Their quarterback play was horrible. With them getting, hopefully, with them getting Vera Tucker back and with Beckton coming back, their offensive line will be good. Garrett Wilson is is awesome. He he he's very easy to win Rookie of the Year. We all know how good Sauce Gardner is. Think of think about it with the Jets. They might have the offensive Rookie of the Year and the defensive Rookie of the Year, and they didn't make the playoffs. That, that that just shows you how pathetic their quarterback situation was. So Derek Carr would be a really good fit on that team. I I, I mean I don't know how if they would if they would be a Super Bowl contender, but they definitely would be a team that'd be complete, competing for a playoff spot if Derek Carr went there. So that's why I think and I and I do think if Derek Carr goes there with that defense and and some of the talent on offense, don't forget about Priest Hall got hurt. I think the Jets because he he definitely has I think has a better chance to win to win with the Jets this year than he did with the Raiders last year. My second team is the Saints, and uh, today he's meeting with the Saints. They also are a team that was that's in need of a quarterback. And, and why this makes a lot of sense is, and trading for it makes sense is, they're 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 picking. They have the 29th pick in the draft, so they're not going to get one of the top QBs in the draft. So this definitely makes sense for them to make a trade. And he has a previous. And when he got drafted, his head coach was Dennis Allen, who is now the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. So I know he wasn't the head coach for too long. He ended up uh, he ended up getting fired four games into that season, but I think I think this I think this is definitely a, this definitely would be a good fit. I, I know the offensive line's a little bit shaky, but I think Trevor Penning can develop there. The defense is still good, not great, but good, and they still have really good weapons on offense. You got Kamara and you got Chris Olave, who also is going to be in the running for offensive rookie of the year. So I, I definitely think the Saints would be a good fit, and third would be the Bucks. I think the Bucks still have a decent defense. I, I know the offensive line needs some work. They can't. They need to get. They need to upgrade their running game. But the Bucks would definitely. Uh, that would definitely be my third destination. Not as good as the Saints, and not as good as the uh, Jets, because I don't like the Bucks roster or the Bucks roster as much as I like the Saints and the Jets roster. But that would be my third destination. Justin, your t- top three destinations for Derek Carr. My top three. I start. I got number one. I got the Saints as well. As you mentioned, they already kind of Dennis Allen, Derek Carr. You have a little bit of a relationship there back in Oakland, so that helps. You know, and the Saints were very aggressive going after Deshaun Watson. So I think, you know, they're going to, you know, if everything goes well in that meeting today, I, you know, I, I expect the Saints to, you know, make an offer or wait till he's a free agent. And I, I you know, I, I bet they kind of pursue him pretty aggressively as well, like they did with Watson. And I, and I think that would put the Saints as a favor in that NFC South, you know, as you mentioned to the Bucks now without Brady, the roster is not great. So, you know, I think the Saints are one again. I know that division's not great, but they're one quarterback away from, um, you know, being the best team in that division. My second one is 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 the Jets. Yeah, you kind of look at it and, and what Zach Wilson really struggled last year. The quarterback play was not good, as you mentioned. I even think it kind of helps too to have a veteran guy in that locker room. You know, and and that will take accountability, and that's what Carr did for so many years in Oakland and and in, in, um, in Vegas. You know. They didn't really have that this year. There was, you know, there was always something Elijah Moore kind of, you know, comments about the offensive coordinator, you know, Zach Wilson. Like they, I think they do need a veteran guy in that locker room. And I think, you know, Derek Carr will help them on the field and off the field. Um, now I really respect Derek Carr for, you know, going up that podium every week, 
playing with the Raiders for all those years and kind of put himself on himself and all that. So uh, I think the Jets, yeah, the, that's a team that could be um, – I know they could be in that Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes as well, but if they can't get Rodgers for whatever reason, I, I think, you know, their car is, is, um, is a good um, second option there. And my last one is the Carolina Panthers. They, they, you know, we know they need to upgrade their quarterback situation. It's not Darnold, they're Matt Corral. Um, they really haven't had stability there since Cam Newton, you know, was still quarterback in there. Um, obviously, there's some, they, you know, the roster's, you know, defense, you know, still young, it's gotten a little bit better. Um, they got no McCaffrey. Like, again, it's not going to be a playoff team with Derek Carr coming back. That division is pretty bad, where maybe, maybe you, you could somehow win that division depending on what happens this offseason. Um, but I think Carolina, they they just need to get a quarterback. Even if you just want Carr for a year or two while you try to just figure out who you want for your long-term option, or maybe they think Matt, Matt Krell's that guy. Um, I, I think they, their car could be a good good spot um, for the Panthers, even for just a couple of years if, if they don't want him as a long-term guy. Yeah, I do. I do. I think, yeah, the Panthers are a good fit because of that defense. That defense is really good. They showed that even with McCaffrey, they were able to run the ball, and DJ Moore is a good receiver. So, yeah, that 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 would that, be a good fit. Yeah, all those all those AFC South teams are not bad fits for Carr. I think the worst would probably be would probably be Atlanta because yeah. of their defense. But uh yeah, yeah, really all those fits would not be bad, would not be bad for Derek Carr. And obviously the Jets is a is a really really good fit the fit there too. But it's pretty uh, it's pretty it's 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 more than likely he's going to be released or traded by the Raiders by by the by the middle of next week, uh, by by the middle of next week. So it's gonna be very very interesting to see what happens with Derek Carr. But that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of Sports Talk with R and J. But we are we are gonna be back in 15 minutes talking about LeBron breaking the scoring record and Kyrie Irving. Uh, joining the Dallas Mavericks. So, talk to everyone in 15 minutes. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to me. Taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.